You're dope. Here's an Instagram post. Let's get married. <laughs> Dear Shandy. Welcome back to Dear Shandy, listeners. Hello, Andy. Hello. How's it going? Not bad. I liked this episode. Yeah. This was another entertaining episode. Yes. Yes. Your entertainment quotient was met. Was met. Yes. For once. For twice. <laughs> Shall we get started on episode nine? Let's. All right, episode nine kicks off with a new addition to the intro song. We have Lil John being slid a shot. I thought this was good. That was great. I like Lil John. I think he's my favorite host. He's a breakout star of Bip. Yeah, and I don't know. I know I'm... that's his finally, after all his, his work, he's finally broken out as a star on Bachelor in Paradise. I'm not sure I would have predicted that my favorite guest celebrity host would have been Lil John. Yeah, but it is, to me, a clear winner. Yes. With a, with a runner-up, Lance Bass, for me. Yeah, yeah, same. Lance Bass is a real close second. He's close, me. but he's not quite as ridiculous as Little John. Yeah, Lil, Little John. Little, little, small John. <laughs> okay, so we kick off the episode with Joe and Serena. They're still making out deeply in love. Okay, sorry, not deeply in love. They're... They're both falling in love. That's right. Don't, <laughs> Don't watch out. You got to go in order. There's a, there's a specific order. To yes. This. I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay. So they're making out on the beach and they're clearly, I wrote super in love. <laughs> <laughs> Did you they're, actually write They're that? clearly falling in love. Yeah. They're not at super in love. Excuse yet. me. That's like two me. stages. I'm in so the sorry. It's yeah. like five stages in Bachelor yeah. World. They like to really get yes. each stage. Yeah, just like the season. They like to milk every part of every part. It's true. And we hear Noah in an ITM say that under 50 feet away is Kendall watching it unfold. Mm -hmm. It's pretty rough. And it's suggested by everyone's voiceovers here that they think Kendall might be thinking about leaving. So Kendall now talks to Wells. She says, have you ever had to watch your ex kiss someone? And he says, ah, no. Amateur. (laughs) She says, I wouldn't recommend it. And she reveals that she doesn't want to show her upsetness in front of everyone or in front of Joe or Serena to take away from whatever they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was incredibly considerate. Oh, my God. I mean, almost over the top. Yeah, almost too. Yeah, bordering (laughs) on too considerate. For Bass in Paradise, like way too considerate. Yes. For life, almost too considerate. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so now Kendall asks Joe for a talk. I'm not really sure where this fell in the timeline, but she is wearing the same outfit. I'm just not sure when he and Serena parted ways. But Mm. she gets a talk with Joe, and she tells him that it's been hard, which I think we can all attest to from watching it. And he says, I know you, so I could see something was off. And he asks if it's because he's there. And she says, well, yeah, mainly. And she says she always goes back to thinking about how they met there and how it used to be. She says she still feels like he's her best friend. And she says that she loves seeing him thriving and happy, but it reminds her of why she fell in love with him in the first place. So it's hard to see that. Mm -hmm. And he says, are you not over us? And she says, don't ask me that right now. I never stopped loving you, obviously. And then she starts to break down and he pulls her in for a hug and he says, I'm here for you. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I understand what he's trying to do, but he's not there for her. He's the opposite of there for her. Oh, really? Oh, interesting. I'm I not, think... And I'm not faulting Joe. Yeah. I'm just saying in, all, in these situations where there's 
a breakup and it's imbalanced mm -hmm. and someone has moved on and someone hasn't, yeah. the person who's moved on cannot be there for the person who hasn't. That's the last person on earth you want to be there for well, you. Well, and actually, it's that's such a good point you're making. And I'm reading this book right now on breakups. And apparently the absolute worst thing you can do from like a chemical standpoint is continue to go where you would yes. get that high, which of is course. from your ex i mean i'm basically That's, so it's proof that you really should cut it off completely a hundred percent yeah and you're you're basically what you're doing is you're remaining in a relationship emotionally with the person while they're dating in a serious more more deep emotional relationship yeah. someone else yes no you're right that's a good point because i was thinking wow this is really sweet of him and it he is doing his best as best he can oh he means well yeah, i'm not he faulting means well, joe yeah. I, and i've done that before yeah, yeah. and i felt bad about it right away i'm like wait a minute what do i mean i'm here for them yeah. like i'm not here for them yeah. i shouldn't be here for them how for their for sake them? i shouldn't be here for them how for them should i be here really right <laughs> you should be wish you the best you know and i'm sorry and it happened this elsewhere. way you know i mean what do you, you're you're doing damage by being there but, yeah. but that's not the point he, yeah. he tried his best nothing yeah. against joe and to be fair i feel like in this situation he's the closest she can come to getting someone who can fill that role because she's not at home where her family is right. her twin sister you know i don't know how close she is with like becca or tia but it's not right. the same and and to be fair now that you mentioned that that's a good point because on the uh, on the beach <laughs> It is a different environment. Yes. It's like battlefield, yes. basically. And he's like, I'm here for you here. Mm -hmm. But when we go home, I shouldn't be here yeah. for you. And I probably won't. Yeah. But here on this beach, I'm going to protect you as best I can. Yeah. And, that, and I understand that sentiment. Yeah, totally. So he keeps telling her it's fine. It's all right. And then we see a shot of Tia saying, Kendall upset is the worst thing ever. And I, mean, I think World War II is really bad. <laughs> But I agree it's pretty rough. Yeah, I don't know. Something about seeing Kendall. Kendall is just such a, she's such a unique person in Bachelor Nation. Yeah. It is really heartbreaking to see her heartbroken. It is. And it was More very so real. than other people. I shouldn't say that, but it's true. It also, you you feel the remorse she felt. Because remorse is the worst feeling yes. I feel that you can have. And she clearly was like, I should not have done this. I thought this was going to be different. Like, I, I, she, you could feel that she not only had terrible heartbreak and sadness but also the remorse of making the decision to come there and on that topic i really i'm trying to i'm trying to make sense in my mind what she could have been offered that would make this worth her while and i have to assume it was a, a good amount of money because i this really we no. said this last week I hope she made bank because this goes yeah. beyond getting some followers. This is really how much emotional turmoil to, to the to the max. Like, I don't know why I, you would do this. To yourself. How much money does one need to be paid to watch their loved one yeah. make out with someone that they love more than them? How, what's okay, that worth? But, but love is falling in love with someone. more. Sorry, than sorry. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me. Thank you. But, uh, but uh, I would say. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty-five grand. <laughs> yeah. That's my price. That's your number. Yeah. Okay, so they have more conversation. I don't really know if it's necessary to go over it, but you know, they say they always they'll always care for each other, and he says that he wouldn't have come out there if he didn't think it was over between them. Blah blah blah. Anyway, it sort of wraps, but also doesn't seem to. We sort of get the other 
the peanut gallery's commentary while they hug and then they part ways. And then we hear Kendall. She approaches Tia and Becca and says that she's leaving. Yeah, that's a very good choice on her part. Yes. We felt like something could have happened here Mm. had there not been cameras on them. Just yeah. that extended hug. He held her waist. There, for there a might have been while. a little a possible <laughs> malfunction, relationship <laughs> malfunction of of making out, but who knows? Yeah, certainly. I mean, if Serena were not in the picture, it would be a no brainer. But I don't know something about the extended hug, the way they were looking at each other. Yeah. He was holding her waist. I was like, if there were no cameras, I feel like we would see some XX right now. Uh, yeah, at least XX. By the way, is it, it can be epic. Epic, but always, always a bad call. Almost always a bad call. Yeah, yeah. But, but almost worth it sometimes. Yeah, because it's so hot. <laughs> oh, it is good. There's so much, like, so many emotions yeah, and, yeah. like, anger and <laughs> sadness and love and passion and, yep. and remorse mm-hmm. all in just, oof, it's good stuff. Yeah, it is. It's a hot scene. <laughs> but but they didn't, because the yeah. cameras were on them, but, and maybe they wouldn't have. I find, just because, you know, Kendall's my, the one I would go yeah, for. yeah. I'm impressed with with Joe's just how resolute he is. Like I I'm a little confused. I don't I don't want to harp on this too much, but I'm a little confused how you can turn so clearly on someone you do still love and love deeply, but simply because there was logistical problems you kind of turned away from and and th- I get that those logistical problems were probably rooted in something else yeah, and those became a lot something to that story else that we and don't then know. that rooted into yeah, something else. And she else. does have a twin sister as a lot of people have pointed out yes. so like it's not like she was just like I don't want to be with you like she had her reasons for staying. Oh I get it but mm-hmm. still I'm watching and I'm like Kendall's a pretty good package. Yeah, she yeah. seems pretty cool. Yeah. And- I mean I share your affection for Kendall. I feel like if I met Kendall I'd be like I we're friends. I agree. And I, I am curious because I know there's some piece of the puzzle we're missing because they're not bearing their entire relationship to yeah. the public. There's some piece of this puzzle we're missing that I would love to know. There's another thing. There's another layer why Joe is so that. clear and why Kendall is coming back. There's something else going on. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Well, I also think it really shows the power of meeting someone new. Mm-hmm. The power of distracting yourself with nope. someone, uh, you know, how much easier is it to break up with someone when you have someone waiting oh, in the wings? You don't quit your job until yeah. you have a new job over. That's, yeah. you know, but I think that the other possibility that I'm not that I'm overlooking mm-hmm. is the fact that he deeply loves Serena to the point where like he has no eyes for anyone else. Yeah. And maybe before he met Serena, if Kendall had come on the island, it would have been like, boom, right back in. Well, I guess it's a testament to his feelings for Serena. He does say yes. later on at the rose ceremony that this is stronger, I, which felt like like a dagger. Honestly, oh yeah. I can imagine if you were Kendall and you watched that, it would just be like, Ugh. No, I, maybe I'm just being cynical. Maybe they the, the bond with him and Serena is truly unbreakable. It does seem really lovely, but yeah, I agree. I know what you mean. It's like we're missing some other piece of this puzzle. I think. And we'll probably never know. Sorry. Unless we invite Joe over <laughs> for a little chat. So Kendall tells Becca and Tia she's leaving paradise. She also says bye to Ivan. Mm-hmm. I find it so strange we never got really any of this pairing yeah. like they made out surely there was a conversation that we eh, could have been shown i think it You're probably like, eh. it was not meaningful joe says while kendall gets in her car if she truly wanted me back she should have told me that before i got here and before i started this interesting i see how upset she is but i'm feeling things for serena at this point interesting statement yeah. so he's basically opening the door to the fact that had she 
told him this before he went to BIP. Yeah. They may be dating right now. Oh, I don't Another, feel like that's a secret. I feel like that's No, just, that confirms yeah. that belief. It's just, God, what... <laughs> is it is Serena that great? I mean, I, I Serena was the one I would go for first before I <laughs> before left her Kendall. for Kendall and well, Mari in between. I've you know I've dabbled here and there. Yeah, I really feel like we're watching play out exactly what happens when you the difference between having someone waiting in the wings yeah. who you're not necessarily more excited about, but you're as excited about, yeah. and that unknown factor combined with that excitement yep. is. It, it overpowers it, two it years of history. It replaces it completely. There's like an emotional box in your body. Yep. And it is now emptied and replaced. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> okay, so now Joe talks with Serena and they lay down together and he gives her the rundown. They and- lay down together. It sounds like biblical. <laughs> <laughs> and he laid with Serena and then he laid with Mari and then he laid with Kendall. He gives Serena the rundown and says that it doesn't take away from what they had that night because mm-hmm. earlier they had said they were falling. Yeah. And she's very understanding. Totally. She's very soothing. Yeah. Yep. She doesn't do anything I wrong here. I think she here. feels pretty confident. She feels confident and I think she also, you know, it's one of those situations where she's done nothing wrong, but I feel like you would just sort of feel bad. Yeah. Because Serena's a nice person too. I don't think that she doesn't like Kendall Normal as a human Canadian feeling she's having. <laughs> Okay, so Kendall now balls in her car while we see a montage of Joe and Serena making out. It kind of goes back and forth. Yeah. I had to point this out. In a voiceover, we hear Kendall say, Joe's my person. But Mm. we don't see it come out of her mouth. So I do wonder if there was a little bit of editing here to make it seem like she was less upset about just that being lost and more about it being like, but Joe and I are meant to be together. Because there is a slight difference. I, 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 Do you, we really feel like Kendall wanted to get back yeah. together with Joe? I'm not 100% sure. Well, the question is, I think really, is did Kendall want to get back with Joe much more after seeing him make out with Serena? That's the, yes. And that's a human, like, I don't yeah. falter for that. No, that's human reaction. We know people who have proposed and gotten married to people uh, over that exact emotion. I know emotion. people who are now raising young children <laughs> because of that reaction. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so. Okay. So Kendall does leave. And now we see Ivan, mm-hmm. who is sad. Yes. And he says in his ITM, I gave my rose to Kendall last week. I definitely probably should have gone a different route. I got to say, I, you know, I like Ivan, but the language here seems to revolve more around the rose. He's getting very gamey. Yeah. Who he gave the rose to and where he's getting his next rose yeah. from. Less about Kendall specifically, but yeah. I still have a heart. I really like Ivan, so I'm not going to go too hard but in that the direction. Thing, and the thing is, is I'm going to go a little harder because <laughs> at this point in BIP, yeah. there's no fresh meat left. It's over. The, the, the scraps <laughs> have been picked over. It's like a buffet that's like old and people have probably sneezed on it. No one's eating it. It's done. And he's still looking for a rose like why he's just wanting to stay on the show i don't know what he's looking for is he looking like is maybe like wells gonna turn sides and come out of the (laughs) bar i mean well who is he looking for no i see your point it's sort of like is he really gonna find his magical love story at this point when other people are talking about getting engaged I know what you mean. Yeah, it seems gay. It seems like he's just trying to stay on the show. But, yeah, but, but I still, I, I, don't, I, I don't have a bias yeah, towards he's, Ivan. He's I can man. admit it. Yes, yeah, I get it. And everyone, meanwhile, speculates as to whether or not they think Ivan will leave. But mm-hmm. because he's gaming, he's, I don't think he's leaving he's anytime. Super gaming. <laughs> okay, so the next day, Becca does the roundup of the relationships Serena and Joe, Mari and Kenny, Abigail and Noah, and Marissa and Riley. And Ivan says he's hoping he makes it through one more week to see a new woman. 
Come down. Any woman. <laughs> anyone with a head <laughs> and, and, and an X chromosome. I'm good. <laughs> We're good. Andy, you said, I find it so funny that it's so hard to find someone in the real world and they're relying on the one next person who happens to come down the stairs. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Well, assuming we are to take it all at face value and assume they're sincere. Or assume that he doesn't have inside information and there's someone he has had his eyes on forever that's yeah, so now going to... Someone support. on his list. Yeah, the girl he's actually been dating for the last six months is coming on the show. <laughs> and it's Ivan all along. <laughs> okay, now Lil John appears and rounds them up for a talk. He says he wants Paradise to be more interesting. I like this. I like that he doesn't beat around the bush. I think little little John actually wants his job to be more interesting. He's like talking to the producers like, guys, I I got maybe one day left in me. We got to mix this up. I'm I'm getting tired. And I think actually his stay was a lot longer than he would have liked because of that storm. Oh, totally. Yeah. (laughs) He says he wants them all to find love and all. But he also loves the drama. Yeah. And he says he's shaking things up. So he introduces Ed and Damar. But I don't really know why that's shaking things up. because It's not men- shaking things up much at all. We already right? had two men arrive at the same time. Yeah, if you had like like eight people arrive and half men, half women, that would be really yeah, shaking yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Andy, you didn't know who either Ed or Damar were. I did not. So do you like it when I give you a little bit of intel on them? Yeah, make it short, but okay. I would like it's to It's always from their Bachelorette bio, by the way. Okay. So, Demar, mm-hmm. he's a popular spin instructor in Scottsdale. How, how do we know he's popular? Because <laughs> it said so on his bio. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> he's an only child. Mm-hmm. He goes on Starbucks coffee dates with his mom. Interesting. That's nice. Yeah. Like his dream job is to be a DJ on the Las Vegas Strip. Mm. <laughs> I feel like coffee dates with the mom. Yeah. Up. <laughs> Dream yeah. to be a DJ he in was, Las Vegas. Uh-uh. Yeah, he was really rising, and then it's kind of yeah. All right. I uh, mean, look, this is something, oh, this one might this one might make do. him go up again. He writes poetry in his spare time, but wouldn't consider himself a poet by any means. So he's modest. Oh wow, modest and a poet. Yep. But also a Las Vegas DJ. <laughs> Tough one to well, reconcile. His dream job. Okay. I don't know if he's... I assume he does DJ if that's his dream job. Maybe it's better to dream about DJing on the Vegas Strip than actually DJing on the Vegas Strip. Yeah. I so guess. it's okay, I think. I like DeMar, so I'm trying to make this work. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with liking DeMar, too. Okay. All right. And Ed, he lives in Miami as a healthcare salesman. Mm-hmm. He is looking to find a woman who has natural beauty without mm. looking overly fake. That's verbatim. Well, he came to the right place. <laughs> Ed's biggest turn on is a woman with beautiful eyes. Oh, I like that. He loves all inclusive resorts. Interesting <laughs> thing to point out of the multitude of things in the world. But yeah, okay, and they're he, nice. And he has a weakness for women who can joke around and be playful and would love to find someone to enjoy one of his many aquatic hobbies with, like kayaking or paddleboarding. Okay, kayaking, paddleboarding is good. Yeah, and he likes a woman who's who's fun. <laughs> I, that's, that's great. I really feel like I know him deep. <laughs> yeah, I feel a real bond with him now. But anyway, I, I like Ed. Is his name Ed? Yeah. Okay. And the other guy's name is Harmon? <laughs> what? Oh, is that wrong? <laughs> it starts with an H, right? Damar. Okay. It's close. Harman. I don't know how Harmon came from Damar, but 
Um, yeah, maybe that's a word scramble. Can you get Harmon out of tomorrow? No, you can't. No, you can't. Not you even can't. close. There's no age. No. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> now I know these guys very intimately. So Natasha says her date with Joe, Dr. Joe, got weird and that she's interested in these new guys. And so I guess the consensus is that was over before it even began. Mm, womp, yeah. womp. Oh, well. I don't know. I guess I should have seen that coming. I just felt like we didn't really get that information. Suddenly that was over. Considering all the buildup to Dr. Joe and Natasha. There was a ton of buildup. Yeah, I think sometimes in editing they build things up that don't happen, and then they're just stuck with the build up. Are you and there's saying nothing I, they can do I about fell it. for it? You did. <laughs> okay, so now the guys talk to the women. Demar talks to Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Aaron says he's not sweating, but he does seem tense. Yeah, I have to say, the police chief. Mm. Ed talks to Natasha, and Demar also talks to Marissa. Oh, and Becca reveals in her ITM here that the one person Marissa wanted to meet when coming there was Demar. Oh dear! Dun dun dun! <laughs> I wrote the devil works hard, but Paradise producers work harder. How mm. funny is it that she's been there since the beginning, and the one guy on her list they bring out Amazing. at the very end? Amazing. I mean, that's actually evil. I think the only way you can get cast on this show, especially original cast, is to have a list that coincides with someone else's list like Mm -hmm. for you to be on someone else's list and vice versa however you're pretty much guaranteed that you will not meet that person at the same time yeah it's really when it comes down to it it all looks fancy and fun on the outside to go on bachelor in paradise but what you're really doing is you're volunteering to go on hunger games yes yeah. Yeah. You're it, like, oh, Hunger Games, that sounds cool. I'm going to do that. Like, why? <laughs> do you know how Hunger Games works? So Ed asks Natasha on the date. She says yes. Shocker. And Damar asks Chelsea. Mm-hmm. And she says yes. And now while Riley works out, we hear Marissa express a few reservations yeah. about Riley. Mm-hmm. Rather surprisingly, she says, talking to Damar, I realized I'm missing a few things from Riley. And she says he's great with his actions, but not so much with his words slash verbal affirmation. Which, by the way, she did say she needed on their first date. Just want to say that. She cries in her ITM that she's afraid of pushing him away with that conversation. Which I think is a very realistic concern. Sure. Doesn't want to rock the boat. Yeah, exactly. She doesn't want to be difficult. Yeah. And I, I, something about their, I mean, everything about their relationship is very real but i really appreciated this concern of hers because i think a lot of women can probably relate to that honestly oh, totally and i'll get to it later but i think her execution is on point flawless flawless demar and chelsea and ed and natasha now go on their double date where they paint each other and the focus here is definitely on natasha and ed it mm-hmm. seems demar and chelsea have a nice time but we later on learn that she wanted it to be over sooner than later so she could go talk to aaron again so the focus here <laughs> is definitely song. on natasha and ed and i thought it was cute how she painted him she yeah. really gave him abs i guess he sure. has abs she painted his abs she painted his abs well <laughs> and she also painted him his body yeah and did. he says he wants that. his face painted she refuses i thought this was all I got to say surprisingly cute. I don't know if I would have put them together. No. I mean, I think they're together by force, but still (laughs) it works somehow. It really does. So back at the resort, Dr. Joe plays the ukulele. Quite well. Quite well. Yes. And Riley and Joe discuss who Natasha would go for. And they both agree she would go for Ed over Dr. Joe. Mm -hmm. 
And back on the date. I love when we have no comment on that. No. Yeah. Natasha and Ed have surprising chemistry. In her ITM, she calls him funny and that he has depth as well. And she says she's excited about him. Nice. Okay, so Abigail and Noah, he surprises her with a hammock and margaritas. It's so funny to me when the women are like, I want more from the guys because like, it's not like he had to source this hammock or make these margaritas. I feel like the... Effort level is so low to make a gesture. And so it's all the more pathetic when a guy on this show doesn't make that effort. For example, Blake with Tia later, but we'll get there. So all you have to do, aside from occasionally eat hors d'oeuvres and maybe get a drink, Mm -hmm. is to make effort with women or men. (laughs) That's all your job is. Yep. Yeah. And a lot of them seem to fail. It's literally like going out on a fishing trip. And you're just sitting there and your rod's next to you. And they're like, what are you doing? We're on a fishing it's trip. Ac- that's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. It's like pick up your rod and just drop the bait in the ocean. What's the problem? Like, oh, oh, I didn't realize. I thought the fish just jumped in the boat. Yeah. Anyway. So anyway, <laughs> so Noah surprises her with a hammock that he hand knotted Ooh. and margaritas that he certainly blended himself. Mm-hmm. And he now narrates the situation on the beach and how Joe and Serena have admitted they're falling in love with each other. I love what a topic of conversation that is. And Andy, you said here, everything is so transactional. Like, it's true. They're keeping track of who said I love you and who said they're falling in love. I've been pointing this out in my recaps for a long time, but it is so true. This sort of like, it's it's like a ladder. It's a business. And I'm not going to put all the the, the blame on, on Bachelor in Paradise. I think in general... The world, because of social media, has become this kind of commoditization of love. Yes. Where it's like transactional from the first swipe till the time you propose. There's a lot of kind of seemingly transactional, commodifying social media steps. I completely agree. Even right down to the first post. Yeah. The first time you go public with your relationship. Right, right, right. Oh, are you going to post about Instagram? Like, are you doing that yet? Like, no, we're not there yet. Yeah, even... Like, where is that? How many times have we gotten a question on the pod about, you know, a woman is dating a man who they've been dating for six months or a year and he won't ever post about her. Right. And then that's a factor too. That play, that is a whole other layer. And the funny thing is, he's wrong for doing that, but it's wrong that he has to do that. It's so or vice true. versa. Yeah. It's wrong. It's all wrong. Like, why are we put into this world yeah. where we have to like basically Announce. ladder step mm-hmm. our love on social media? Yep. It's not good. No, it's anyway, not. I've spoken about this many <laughs> times. This won't be the last. You have spoken. Okay. Now Kenny gets a date card and he takes Mari, surprising mm-hmm. nobody. And here we get our first word watch. After yes. several weeks in a row of zero. Yeah, we hit some good zeros. Yeah, now we're finally back in business. So Mari in her ITM says, There could be an engagement here soon, very soon. So theirs is a cooking date where they make tacos mm-hmm. with a, a chef. And it was really cool to see Mari just switch into Spanish here. I always think it's cool when you watch someone just switch languages and they're totally fluent. I'm always so impressed with bi, tri, quad lingual people because I'm really bet we're both a little you're you're good. You speak German, I think pretty well. You'll be modest about it. And my German's not very good. But you're an opera singer, so you you know, you have a little more practice in other languages. I have French and German, but I'm not even close to being fluent in either. But my point is is that I, definitely me and a little bit of both of us, have trouble with languages. We're not natural language picker uppers. Yeah. I want to be that person and i'm okay with diction yeah but the grammar of another language is 
I think probably more challenging to me than a lot of other. I just feel like some people, they just pick up languages. There's, I'm telling you, there are brains that do language and there are brains that don't. Well, I do English. Great. I'm good at English. I read. I, well, I speak English well. Excuse good me. job. Good job. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at this English, you know? I'm good at English. I read somewhere once that if you're like from your youth are raised with two languages, that mm -hmm. it unlocks yeah. a part of your brain that can pick up other languages. So from the get-go, not only do you have those two languages, but you can pick up a third Absolutely. Or four. So they're making tacos and plating them on each other's naked bodies. Mm -hmm. And I, there was some funny black box work here. I guess you it can't was, see the side of a butt cheek. So yeah. Kenny, when his hand was up, it was black boxed. And Andy, you marveled not only at the good looking tacos, but also the advanced box work, especially when Mari got up and laid down. It was incredible. It turned, it was literally like, it turned from a rectangle to a trapezoid, <laughs> an oblong trapezoid. And then it was like angled. It was the most amazing box work I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. And by the way, can I just add how amazingly hypocritical it is for there to be boxes covering her nipples, uh -huh. but there's nothing wrong with a man licking like white cream <laughs> yeah. off of a woman's naked body. That, that It's just hilarious. No, I know what you mean. There is a sort of... Well, well I'm not offended by each. I want to make it clear that I, I don't care if they never use black box ever. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. I, black, yeah, we don't care I about that. I think Americans are crazy about this stuff, but... It's so funny yeah. that that's totally fine. Sucking whipped cream off toes, licking white yeah. cream yeah, off yeah. of a woman's naked body. But God forbid you see a nipple. <laughs> yep. The thing that gives milk or the, the lifeblood to an infant. <laughs> or, or the side angle of a butt cheek. The which side angle has. of a butt cheek. When you go to the beach, what do you see? You see a million butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. And this is funny how this ended up wrapping. Kenny is fully on top of Mari and like licking food off her and kissing her and out of nowhere the chef reappears and says good taco <laughs> and he's like uh-huh and then he dismounts and then there's and a lot of taco jokes of course where, is that a joke talk someone's taco yeah I, I think so really oh i'm pretty sure oh wow i'm i don't know where i've been yeah is a taco a euphemism for vag it sure is <laughs> it sure is okay did not know that so back at the beach james is still trying to woo tia he presents a one-stoplight painting representing what Tia had said about her hometown of Wiener, Arkansas, saying that it's a one-stoplight town. And he has a painting of the Manhattan skyline because he's from Manhattan. And Andy, at this point, you jumped in to say, I'm telling you right now, that guy ain't from Manhattan. <laughs> and then that spurred us to do a Google search. Most outlets said that he was, he'd spent a lot of time in San Diego and he was born in London, England, and his father is was born and raised in New Zealand. Yeah. So I he mean, has New a, Zealand citizenship, which is pretty cool. It's pretty damn cool. But I'm trying to figure out where Manhattan fits into all of this. I'm not saying that he didn't go to Manhattan after college and, you know, work there for years. That's totally fine. Yeah. Well, is it his accent or his behavior? It's... I, as someone who was born and raised here, it's like the same way if, like, you, you, you were in, like, some tribe somewhere and you know your tribe people yeah like i, I have to admit you're amazing at this he's yeah. close yeah wait so behaviorally do you think he could be from manhattan it's hard to say since when is my anyone writing themselves on this show yeah my spidey said says there's no way this guy was raised in manhattan okay but i've have i ever been wrong on that i don't no, know you've ever, never been wrong no, on I've this never been wrong. but but we do think james is really classy totally yeah 
Almost district too, attorney. Almost too close. He's a district attorney. Yes. Yeah. It's a very, very prestigious <laughs> position. I think that James might have bitten off more than he could chew with this show. I mean, now he's deep into the franchise. Mm-hmm. But I honestly think James came because there's no question in my mind that James did not come to the Bachelor franchise looking for love. And, and I'm not <laughs> faulting him for that at all. Because I don't know. I can see maybe how he is because he doesn't seem to be doing that well with women on this show. Considering they're coming out on a fucking silver platter. But maybe he's just uncomfortable doing this on television. That's also a real possibility. I get the feeling that James is a perfectly respectable ladies man in his own environment. Yeah. I think that he underestimated how contrived and bizarre it is to woo women on national television. Yes. And I think he is very aware of it mm-hmm. throughout both his Bachelorette season and this Bachelor in Paradise season. And I credit him for that. Yeah. He's a human oh, it being. makes me honestly it makes if that me is like the case, it makes me like him more. Yes. I totally agree. Yeah. But I do not think he's from Manhattan. <laughs> okay. So he asks Tia here about Wiener. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wrote he asked her about her wiener. <laughs> he asked her about wiener. I mean, Arkansas. it's pretty amazing to be from Wiener, yeah, Arkansas. It's I great. had no idea it's there was any true, place really. in America called Wiener. Yeah. I mean, the fact that it's from Arkansas it makes it somehow even more funny. She says it has a population of 700 Small and that girl. she went to college 30 minutes away and that she recently moved to Nashville and she always wants to be within driving distance of home. He, of course, is asking her all these questions. He's like, oh, Nashville, that must have been a big move. And I was impressed. Like, he really made an effort. He was listening. He, he, you know what? On this episode, James he finally really, became a contestant on Bachelor in Paradise. We really liked James in this entire episode, he I gotta say. did a great job, all up and down. Yeah, up and down, and we'll get back to that more oh, later. Yes, we will. But he gets a kiss out of this nice gesture. Yeah. And I wrote, where are the questions for James? I hope they were left on the editing room floor. Mm. He did get a thank you. <laughs> he did get a thank you, but he asked her many detailed and thoughtful questions, and we didn't see her ask him one and yeah. that's a peeve of mine. I know. But uh, I'm hoping that it just got cut because a lot of the stuff does I'm going to give her the benefit of the Yeah, I doubt. do like Tia in general, so I'm going to bet that she did ask him questions. But it's possible she didn't. <laughs> she says her heart leads her to James, but her vagina leads her to Blake. This so is now, in an ITM, this, by the way. This is like, what, the seventh mention of her vagina? Yeah, I suspect that the vagina mentions were across two ITMs and they're really milking those. Mm-hmm. And she proceeds here to have a conversation with her vagina about this. Yeah. Moving on. I think Tia is going to possibly look back and possibly (laughs) regret focusing so much on her vagina. So Kenny and Mari now in the evening, he toasts to finding something he didn't even know he was looking for. Mm -hmm. And he says in his ITM that a wife and kids has never really been his priority. But he feels different with Mari than with anything else he's felt in his life. And I don't want to make this all about me, but I'm just saying, let's not forget who called this. Oh, yeah, you did call this. I'm just I'm just saying this to remind people. <laughs> one year. Yeah, one year. We really One year think- over under. Yeah, and the only I reason I'm betting against you is just for fun, because I actually do think they have staying power, yeah. too. Uh, he says... I was all about you immediately for some reason. Mm -hmm. I can't pinpoint exactly what it is about you. And she says, aw. 
But I got to say, because I'm the kind of person that's so obsessed with specificity, this would not suffice for me. No. I don't know what it is about you. There's something about you. Let's just say that the thing that he's talking about might have some similarity to the game Pin the Tail on the Donkey. (laughs) Anyway, she's moved by this. I know I would need more specifics about why someone's into me, but what do I know? But I agree with you. He, He needs to step up his work. Well, literally, he says, cheers to finding something he didn't know he was looking for. He says, it was all, I was all about you immediately for some reason, and I can't pinpoint exactly what it is about you. You know what? You know <laughs> what? I'm, I'm going to just say some people, it's chemical, and you don't need Well, reasons. it's definitely chemical here. They it's have chemical. insane chemistry. And he says, I know we've sort of started talking about future and what does it look like, and like, it doesn't scare me to talk. Wait, sorry, there's another like in there. (laughs) I know we've sort of started talking about the future and what does that look like? And like, it doesn't scare me to like talk about stuff. (laughs) Taking notes for this show is is fun, let me tell you. Oh yeah, that's straight out of Shakespeare. (laughs) That's truly the birth of love, that statement. (laughs) And here we get word watch number two, a second engagement. Kenny says, Obviously, right around the corner, you know, there's the engagement part of this. And he says, you know, I think we might have to start talking about that kind of stuff. Wait, you know, I think we might have to start talking about kind of that kind of stuff soon. (laughs) (laughs) He's good with words. (laughs) He says he's really happy. She says she is too. And in general, he seems really awkward when talking about this stuff. He manages to say all this with pretty much zero eye contact. You know what it is, though? Kenny, look, I, I like Kenny. And I think that he Me his too. heart is in like the him. right place. Yes. And I just think he's never really been in this situation. He is on live, not live. He's in on, on national TV. Yeah. I'm going to give the guy a lot of benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And again, to reiterate, he is forced into this compartmentalized commoditization of love. Yeah. Where he's like, oh, I see that we're probably going to skip steps two and three and move to the third step. We're going to have to start talking about it. It's like a business. Mm-hmm. It's like we got to start talking about the engagement. You know, like this is on our schedule. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's an actual schedule. Right. So it's like he's put in a weird position and he's already a guy who's probably not great about expressing his emotions in this situation. He's never met a girl who he's really felt this way about. I believe him. Yeah, you can tell he struggles with these conversations. And I I make fun lightly because I do really like Kenny as well. I'm a fan of Kenny. Yeah. Up and down. And there's a lot of up and down. He says, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I don't know how you feel, but I do feel like I am going to, I am falling in love with you. Yeah, there you go. He got it. He, he got there. It doesn't matter what came before it. He landed. And she says she feels the same way. Yeah. And now we have word watch number three. Kenny says. Boom. That's what drives me to really want to consider the engagement part of this. And he reveals to Mari that he never says this. And the last time he used that word was with his dog. And some song comes on now. Mm-hmm. We get a montage of couples canoodling. I was sure this was Olivia Holt. <laughs> it was not Olivia yeah, Holt. We shazammed wrong. it to make sure. Yeah. And Kenny and Mari head to the Boom Boom Room. It's mm-hmm. all very romantic. Yes, indeed. Okay, Marissa and Chelsea now chat. And Marissa says, this place sucks. It's hard. Mm-hmm. She expresses frustration and says, today it made me feel good when someone said they came here for me. Because Riley, I suppose, has never expressed that. Yeah. I had to point this out, though, just because I'm such a stickler mm-hmm. for this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. She's saying this to Chelsea, who DeMar went on that date with. So she's revealing to Chelsea that DeMar told her that he came there for her. Indeed. And is indirectly 
telling Chelsea that, I don't know, she's a second choice or something. I just had to point that out. Yeah, that was, I, I think that was sloppy on her part. I don't think she slip. meant to do that at yeah, all. Yeah, I think she was just venting and was upset, but yeah. I found that a little like. Yeah, she dropped a little too much tea there. <laughs> yeah, but Chelsea doesn't say anything because she's classy like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, I've never felt the way I feel with Riley, but I need more from him. She says that they got much closer during their date. I mean, that was they had just met that day. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't verbally express anything about how he feels about her in the day to day. Yeah. So now Marissa talks to Riley in the boom boom room. You know, it's by the way, it's never a good sign for having sex when the whole camera crew comes into the boom boom <laughs> yeah, room. Yeah, I you. wonder if he went in there with high hopes. Yeah. He's like, oh wait. Yeah, it's like he's like, wait a minute, <laughs> hold on a second. <laughs> there, there's supposed to be a hidden camera. I don't recall there being a crew in there's here. Supposed to be. <laughs> she asks how he would have felt had she gone on that date with Demar. And yeah. he says he wouldn't have liked it, but she wouldn't have known that. Mm-hmm. And she takes issue with this. Yeah. I think this this conversation goes really well, I've got to say. She's a pro. For someone who's never gone on a date, yeah, apparently, she's a pro. He says it was a strange feeling watching her talk to, to Damar. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't as okay with it as he thought he would be. And she asks why he's closed off, why he doesn't express these things. And he says it's difficult to explain. And she says, it's okay. I want you to. In general, she's very gentle, very loving, calming. And he says, as badly as he wants a family of his own, his family situation isn't great. His parents got divorced when he was young and his dad did not treat his mother well. And that his dad kept him and his brother from his mother. And he hasn't at this point spoken to his dad since he was 21 in about 10 years. Mm. And he says he's been trying to figure his father out. And that he was a regular guy from the east side of Detroit trying to make it in this world and to be there for his family. And he says, quote, he just didn't know how and nobody was there to. And then he breaks off here because he starts to cry. He says he hates talking about this. And she kisses him and says, talk to me. And he says, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. He's the little engine that could. Yeah, it's pretty cute. It is. I got to say, this scene was was incredibly moving. And and, and sweet. Yeah. It was was possibly the most real moment I've seen on this franchise in some time. Yeah. I mean, Riley... some time, I mean a long time, (laughs) just to be clear. Yeah. This reminded me how much I loved Riley. On Clacia's season, he did open up about his father there too. And I think that he is, you know, you can tell that he has worked his ass off to to be be where he is today. And these moments of vulnerability where he does let his guard down and, and does become a softer man in a in what i can only imagine in a world where he's had to be very well, hard forced, is really impressive been forced to have this veneer yeah and he's just like you know what i'm gonna drop it i'm gonna drop it on national tv mm-hmm. all my buddies are gonna see it mm-hmm. like i'm doing this because yeah. i care for this girl and she was just dropping such like comfort such asmr level comfort yeah. on him she was making it so easy it was yeah. just such a great conversation yeah he says he thought they were so different meaning he and his father but he realizes he and his dad are actually similar and he now talks about his mom and how they're in a good place now and he would love for Marissa to meet her and he says that his mom would love her and he says he has been in love before and he can feel himself going in that direction with Marissa and he's scared Mm -hmm. and then Marissa is really moved by this and then with some difficulty she says she's falling in love with him and he says he is too and in general, they're over the moon and super, super cute. Yeah. What a fantastic, productive conversation. In the boom, boom room of all <laughs> the places. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine betting on that 
that outcome. That's like a 50,000 to one shot. <laughs> yeah, you could just tell this brought them so much closer. She got answers she needed as to why he is as closed off as he is. He, oh my God, like I feel like he broke through a wall yeah. that he's been holding up for himself. Just, I just love them. And That's I got to give Marissa major props for how she went about this conversation. Yeah. She didn't go at him like, why don't you tell me this, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I think that really does matter, the execution. Yes. Now it's raining in paradise, and there's anxiety over that evening's rose ceremony going mm-hmm. around. And Serena narrates now, and we see montages of the happy couples. Once again, we see Thomas and Becca kissing. We've seen this a lot. Why we have never we get- seen no development there? And she's a former bachelorette. I know. I don't Why? understand. What's going- Is it so good and normal that it's not interesting? Like they're like, oh, that's a healthy relationship. We don't want to deal with that. Historically, they wouldn't show it because it doesn't go anywhere. For example, Kendall and Ivan. It's hard for me to believe that's not going anywhere. It's same. Anyway, they're like just- doing the kid. You know, you know what? This is uh, and this is very specific. Yeah. But when you're having a normal conversation with someone and you're having like these kind of kisses that happen in the middle of a conversation without much fanfare, mm-hmm. that's a really good sign that you're comfortable with each other. Do you yeah. know what I'm talking about? Like you're just having a conversation you're like yeah so what are we doing today and you're like kiss and you're like yeah and you keep talking like if the kissing becomes almost like just second nature yeah exactly yeah. and i saw some of that with them yep in one of the shots and i was like these guys are solid yep they're super comfortable with each other yeah. and i'm a little yeah of course i'm a little jealous you know? <laughs> because of thomas <laughs> yeah but but it's okay i'm happy he's found happiness yeah <laughs> anyway we are desperately missing more footage of them and we don't ever get it in this episode i have to point out so now producer louis arrives to tell them that a tropical storm is coming and they need to pack up and evacuate paradise Mm. and andy you said there's finally a literal storm in paradise this has obviously milked a lot everyone is seen wondering if paradise is over Mm -hmm. and kenny's says that he said to mari am i going to see you again after today yeah i mean come on seems a little I mean, I, you know, it seemed like a big storm, but also like, yeah, I, are they really going to just like end it right there? No. And I got to say, though, the best part of this was that they left cameras on the yeah, beach we and we got to see footage. some fantastic storm footage. You loved that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I was hoping for more big waves. <laughs> we will in general, we love storm footage. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan. If you got any good storm footage, send it our way. <laughs> Okay, so now everyone returns with little fanfare. Mm-hmm. It seems the storm went through. Paradise was not ruined after all yeah. or over. And what I got to say I would have wanted to see was more camera footage of them at whatever hotel or wherever they went. Yeah. Where was that? Were they all separated, like it's sequestered, like it was some like O.J. Simpson trial? There, or was something they all is, in the same place? Something is said later that suggests they were separated, but okay. I have to imagine that the women were at least were together somewhat. Anyway, Lil John tells them to go glam up because in one hour, it's a rose ceremony. Mm-hmm. A daytime rose ceremony. Yes. Because Lil John can't spend another three hours on Paradise. <laughs> yes. So now at that rose ceremony cocktail party, Lil John arrives. And he asks who has said the L word. He's heard it's been thrown around. And Mm -hmm. Joe says, present. (laughs) He reveals that he and Serena have said the L word to each other. And Lil John says to Tia, you've got James and Taddy Daddy. And that after that rose ceremony, one of them is going to be a Saddy Daddy. Mm, And with that gem, he pieces out. Again, unceremoniously. So now Tia approaches Blake and Damar at the bar. Mm -hmm. 
And she's pretty direct here. Yeah. About the fact that I suppose Blake has made zero effort to pursue her since their date. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's never a good sign when you have to say this. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I have thoughts about this. I'm conflicted. Do but you want to wait to get there or do you want to do I'll let you, yeah, go ahead with the narrative. <laughs> he says, there's nothing he wants more than to leave with her. And she says, show, don't tell. Yeah. And I wrote, yes, girl. <laughs> she says she wants to be chosen and pursued. And in her ITM, she says, I've been in relationships over and over with dudes who don't care. Mm-hmm. They don't fucking care. And here's the one chance. You know it's a choice between you and someone else and you can't even try. Yeah, she's She's not right. wrong. No, yeah. she is right. So now she and Blake go talk on a day bed. Mm-hmm. And he says that they haven't had a legitimate conversation since their date. And they talk about how he should have just talked to her at some point. And she says, show some initiative and just freaking do it. Yeah. And Andy, here you said, it's over. <laughs> you didn't say it like that. That's just me doing your voice. <laughs> <laughs> that was, is that my voice? Yeah. I think I was more matter of fact. Yeah. He says all he cares about is her happiness. I don't care about anything else, he says. I don't know how much more clear I can make that. Mm. And he says, every conversation I've had with you, I've told you like, I want you. I will do anything. And she says, but words only go so far. True. Mm-hmm. And he says, if you would just tell me what you want from me, I literally would do anything in the world. And she cuts him off with, you say that, but all I needed was for you to act like you give two shits for two seconds when we first got down here. That's it. So to me, this is our little giveaway that I think the men and women were separated because yeah. she says when we first got down here, I guess this is the first yes. opportunity they have to be together. Right. Okay. Do you want to discuss? Uh, well, I, I think that she is 100% right. Yes. And and Blake is clearly like completely drowning. He, and he's like, it's harder than hitting a major league fastball. He's finding out pretty quickly yeah. talking to you about this. But yeah. he's he, he has no answer. I just thought that Tia was dropping some baggage that she has from other guys on him. Because yeah. it's not like they were in some really intense relationship at this point. Mm-hmm. It, it was kind of like the very beginning of something. And she was kind of between two guys. She's, and I get it that she's angry. I think she unleashed a little too hard on him. You know what stood out to me about this was how relatable I think this probably is. And again, we get questions all the time for the podcast along the lines of, he says this, he mm-hmm. says this, he says mm-hmm. he wants to be with me. He says mm-hmm. he'll do anything for me, blah, 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 blah. But it doesn't really correlate with his actions. Right. And I think this is a huge problem in dating today. And probably, it's probably honestly an age old thing with men making all these promises and just letting a woman get carried away by those words and then being confused when his actions don't match up. 100% agree. And so I really loved, honestly, how hard she went at him because I think that this, it really represents, it was like a microcosm for what dating looks oh. like for a lot of women right oh, now. Oh, I totally agree. I just feel like he might have been a sacrificial lamb. Like oh, he, yeah. was, he was the guinea pig for this conversation. He, there had to be somebody... Tia had the right amount of of rage mm-hmm. about this, but he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong okay, time. Okay, so I would agree with you, except some of the stuff he said, I was like... Oh, yeah, it was like, not impressive. I'll do anything. Literally, all I want is your happiness. Tell me I'll do literally anything in the world. The fact that he will so casually and just in a moment of defensiveness drop that kind of like hyperbolic language yeah. suggests that he probably is one of those people they have only been on that one date is really the only thing he cares about her happiness 
It's so It's absurd. unlikely. It's, it's unlikely that he would do anything in the world to to appease her or to be with her or to leave with her. So I feel like she wasn't wrong, but I agree. I do think that it was a little like it was heavy handed, <laughs> but because I know this is such a problem in dating today, it was just delicious to watch. Oh yeah. He so the men in the world deserved that speech. Yeah. I don't know if Blake fully deserved it in that point in time. I suspect though he probably He does. probably did. You're right. You're right. <laughs> okay, so he gets pretty defensive here. He says, I don't care about anything but you and I's relationship. That's it. That's it. <laughs> you and his I's job, relationship. His family's no longer important, all his hobbies. This is it now. Mm-hmm. It's all to you. Also you and I's relationship. You and I's. <laughs> you and I's relationship is like what I like. You know what I'm saying? He says, like, all I want from you is a conversation. That's all I need from you and all I want to give you. It wasn't like I'm like, oh, I'm not going to do something special because I don't fucking care. I obviously care. Like, I want to talk to you in a real setting. And she cuts him off with, well, this talk is not going really great. <laughs> I mean, all I want from you is a conversation. I have a hard time believing they couldn't yeah. have had that conversation. Is it is it possible that Blake just wasn't that into her and now he feels bad, so he's trying to make it seem like he was to get a rose? Like, I, I'm not sure what the dynamic is here, but it I, doesn't seem like Blake... The, the, the problem I have with Blake being the, the scapegoat here yeah. is that I'm not 100% sure that there was a full reason. I don't know the whole background. We didn't see everything. I don't know that there was a huge reason for him to go out of his way to profess his love to Tia. Like maybe he wasn't that into her or maybe Tia was more into, who's the other guy? James. James. (laughs) Sorry, James. You know, who knows what happened? Yeah. But I think what may have happened is that he suddenly was being yelled at hardcore by a woman on Bastard in Paradise. And he was like, I got to make myself look good here. So he sort of scrambled for like, I love you more than anything in the world. I do anything, but he didn't really mean it. Mm-hmm. So it's, is it possible and fair that maybe he just wasn't that into her? Well, I think he was resting on his laurels because probably I right. think he was probably into her a reasonable amount, but not especially. And yeah. he was resting on his laurels because he thought I that see. Rose was in the I bag. See. That's a good compromise. Yeah, yeah, he wasn't that into her, but yeah. he was into her enough yeah. that he would have liked to get a rose and maybe make out with her more and whatever. I just have a hard time believing that if you're really into a woman that you just you make so little effort. Right. I, I feel like that he was resting on his laurels and not super into her. Yeah, like both. So maybe kind of being a little standoffish was the right move? Well, oh, I see your point. You're kind of making the case, which is like, don't lead her on. Right. Because maybe he is, maybe the next woman coming down the stairs is someone who was on his list. And or maybe he thought incorrectly that Tia was on board with the kind of like half-ass, like, let's just give each other a rose and, you know, move on. That's true. You never know. All I'm saying is national TV for a guy who, to begin with, probably is not great in these situations, is a tough spot to be getting suddenly really scolded by a woman. And I think that he might have just scrambled for like the most obvious, like, I'll do anything to stop this conversation. Yeah. Anyway, so this kind of wraps and Blake says in his ITM that the conversation went terribly and that she blindsided him. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the word blindsided, Andy. That will be our word for next week. Yep. The word watch word for next week will be blindsided. Not or... blindside. Oh, really? No, not blindside. Only blindsided. <laughs> the past of blindside. <laughs> okay. And again, the winner 
who will be randomly selected amongst the many people who pick the number of blindsided <laughs> that there will be, will win a Hello, Hello Tushy Bidet. Yes. Again. Again. Yeah. Hello Tushy has been very generous. And so there will be another Hello Tushy Bidet being given out as a prize. Yes. I will not be happy until every butt <laughs> is clean on the East Coast of America. Only the East Coast? We'll start at the East Coast and <laughs> okay. then we'll see what happens. Okay. Now, Tia goes and sits down with James and tells him thank you for making an effort and they make out. And it's suggested Blake can see, but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if she did this intentionally to uh, make sure he could see. Yeah. So, And Andy, you said she really demands what she wants. That works only like one out of three times. <laughs> Do you stand by that? <laughs> yeah. You have to, if you're demanding something too heavy, there might be another reason why you're in a position where you're demanding it that heavy. Ooh, that was deep. That was yeah. deep. You know, I think there was a nice contrast between how Marissa went about a mm -hmm. similar gripe with Riley, not this, quite the same, but a similar-ish gripe with, of course, it had a lot more history versus this. Yeah, she said, why are you so close uh, up? Yeah, why yeah. aren't you telling me yeah, things? Yeah. No, she was just like, let me make you comfortable because mm -hmm. I know this is not something you feel comfortable with. Yeah. Now tell me. You're right. For someone who has so little experience dating, she does seem to know what she's doing. She's a pro. Yep. Okay. So now Ivan talks to the police force. Ivan says it is what it is about the fact that he's most certainly not getting a rose that mm -hmm. day. And he says he's not trying to take anybody else's rose. Mm. He says if someone else comes down, that's his only hope. And Aaron says, I respect that, bro. <laughs> and now Aaron and Chelsea talk. Aaron does this runway. He sets up this runway for Chelsea. This is actually a really cute idea. And he does his runway walk for her. And meanwhile, we hear Ivan say, I feel like Aaron's trying to do what he needs to do to survive. I don't really know if he's into Chelsea, to be honest. Mm. I don't think Ivan likes Aaron. And I was. And then this becomes confirmed later in the I episode. I was very confused because there was a lot of smiling and bro exchanging. Yeah. And I thought that there was something there. I'm not super surprised. I feel like Aaron and Ivan are very different people. That's for sure. Yeah. Like, Ivan was not embroiled in any drama on his no. season. Ivan is not a member of the police force. No. He works he for, doesn't, like, Greenpeace or he something. He doesn't police other people's actions. No. Almost to a fault a bit, like when Brendan was was doing shitty things. Yes. He didn't police he is his not. Friend. He does not get involved. No. He does not get involved. And so I can see how if you had to coexist with someone like Aaron, you might be like, uh-huh. Yeah. So Chelsea tells Aaron here on that day bed that during her date with Demar, she hoped it would end semi early so she could return to talk to him. He <laughs> Demar's got strong game. <laughs> <laughs> so Aaron loves this. Remember, Aaron, oh, the first question he asked Chelsea on the date was, "So what was it about me that made you pick me for this date?" So he <laughs> he <eats> asks questions. <laughs> He eats this up. She says she gravitates to him and he says, and by the way, this is incredibly delivered with zero eye contact, not one bit of eye contact. Nothing. He says, you're beautiful and you're great and you're sweet and full package type deal. So I want you to know that I know that. It's he's actually talking, impressive. He's literally talking to a car. <laughs> full package type deal. Yeah, he's talking to like an Audi that he's in the shop buying. <laughs> this is what he's doing. I wrote, I'm not sure I buy this relationship. And I think I feel the way Ivan does about Aaron's intentions with yeah, Chelsea. Uh, he is going, either he's got serious problems on how to engage with a woman. Yeah. Or he's just going for a rose. 
Which is, he's going for a rose. He's going for a rose. And Chelsea fell in his lap. Fell in his lap. Yeah. Again, I'm always suspicious. And I know all the people they pick are all very attractive and this and that. Mm-hmm. But I'm always very suspicious when there's one person you need to come on the island. Yeah. To beach, whatever. And that person happens to be this person that you immediately fall madly in love with. Yeah. Out of the seven and a half billion people on earth, this just happens to happen like this. I'm point. always suspicious. Good point. Unless it's someone you're dating, in which case I'm not suspicious, in which case you're a scumbag, but whatever. So Ivan asks to talk to Chelsea now. Yeah. And she says she's wanted to talk to him and that they're homies. And he kind of laughs awkwardly at this. And then she says, oh, I didn't mean to friend zone you. Like he kind of, I wonder if Ivan accidentally puts himself in the friend zone too quickly with people. Yeah, it kind of, I'm getting that vibe. Maybe, yeah. Meanwhile, James and Aaron watch on. Crucially, I'm not sure Ivan is aware that they can see them. Yeah, I don't think he purposely, if anything, he might have tried to get away from them. I suspect that he didn't know that they could see them. And then he noticed them later on because yeah. Aaron was like, watching like a hawk and maybe at that point he was just committing yeah he was just going to be that he wasn't going to try and find another day bed to kiss her on you know what i mean now chelsea fishes for his thoughts on her with a subtle have you ever had a thought about me (laughs) she pulls an aaron (laughs) she took it right out of aaron's book she learned and he says at the end of the day you're dope I'm definitely, you know, interested. You never know what can happen. It's your decision. You get to give out the rose. Is this what dating is today? I, I, I don't know. I mean, certainly it, it is what it is on, on BIP, but I'm afraid it might be what it is everywhere. I'm a little distraught that this represents in any small way what dating looks like in the real world, where guys are just not really saying how they feel. They avoid yeah. eye contact, and the woman's like, do you like me? And he's like, yeah, you're dope. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, you're dope. Here's an Instagram post. Let's get married. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, so now Ivan and Chelsea kiss. Can I just say one thing here? Yeah. N- nothing against Chelsea, but this is the classiest two-time I've ever seen on BIP. Chelsea oh, yes. just two-timed Aaron, like in the most, she's like so nice and sweet and classy yeah. and like just, she's just totally two-timed him. Yeah. And believe me, if anyone's get two-timed, I want it to be Aaron. <laughs> but, but still, I mean, Wow. It was quick. So Aaron... And then now think about how Harmon... Well, sorry. Harmon. Harmon. Damar. Think about how Damar feels. That he was like her refuse to Aaron. And now Aaron is the refuse to Ivan. So Ivan and Chelsea kiss. And Aaron points it out. And I was dying here because James looks over and is grinning the whole time. He's looking and he's like... James is really winning a lot of points in this episode. James says, I mean, you knew Ivan was going to leave it all out there. And Aaron says, bro, he just lied to me. Like, what is he doing? He's never talked to her one day in his life until today. While James is openly smiling. (laughs) The whole time he's looking and laughing. He's like holding in a laugh. He's so excited. And And James says, he's rose hunting, bro. He outgrowed him. This is a rift in the structure of the legal system of BIP. (laughs) And Aaron says, I know, but he's such a little fucking bitch. And James openly laughs. <laughs> and you can tell James doesn't mind Ivan. James, I think, likes Ivan. And I think James is growing weary of Aaron. Yeah, maybe he's gunning for that police chief role. <laughs> I think a couple of people are gunning for that role. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> and Andy, you said, I've got to say, Ivan's doing the right thing. <laughs> you know, okay. 
you could say what Ivan's doing is shitty and what Chelsea is doing is shitty, but it goes to show the power of likability. Yeah. You know, when we when we look at Chris versus Brendan, the power uh, of likability, in this case, it's applying. Uh, like, absolutely. I am not annoyed that Ivan did this and Chelsea did this because I find Aaron a little like... Oh, yeah. If Chelsea and Ivan were totally unlikable and Aaron was super likable, yeah. this would be li- like almost a Chris level infraction. Almost. <laughs> not quite. Not yeah. even close. No, you're but making... in the same neighborhood. Well, yes, it would be a similar betrayal. Yeah. Not at the same level, but yes, a, a betrayal of level. sorts. And this is a betrayal of sorts. Yeah. But I don't know, something about Aaron, it's delightful to watch him experience He asked for things. it. Come on, even Aaron knows he asked well, for it. Well, here's the thing. There's no way he really cared about Chelsea. I don't, I no. don't believe it. And he didn't it. care about Tammy either. No, he did not. I don't know what Aaron And I don't think he really about. cared about Becca either. He didn't ask her a fucking question. You know what Aaron cares said. about? He cares about his job. He has great work ethic as a police <laughs> chief. And I respect that. Uh, so I understand that we're being a little hypocritical by not going after Ivan and Chelsea. Totally in this way. hypocritical, but I'm standing by. Well, and everyone is hypocritical. Everyone's hypocritical, but you also have to be likable. You have to make friends. You have to do things that make people say, I'll give you a pass. Well, and it's true. Versus like Survivor, where likability is so so powerful until it becomes too powerful and people yes. then want to kick you off because you're too likable. Right. Here. You never you, can be too likable. There's nothing to lose from being likable. 100%. Yep. Okay. So now Ivan and Chelsea walk hand in hand to the bar. Yep. And James says, tell him how you feel, bro. <laughs> James is sitting there eating popcorn. He doesn't give a shit. And now Aaron in his ITMs calls Ivan, quote, a little bitch boy yeah, and says he's, quote, built like a chopstick. I'll snap him in half. Mm. He confronts Ivan. And the best part here is how James approaches, like scratching his head. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, OK, I guess I'm along for the ride. <laughs> and Ivan, by the way, isn't having it. I wrote no. he's certainly not very Thomas about this. No. He does not fall on his sword. No. He gets up in Aaron's face and says, what are you going to do about it? <laughs> Right in front of the police chief's face. He He walked into the precinct, said, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the chief. The chief comes out and he says, what are you going to do about it? He wants his job. Ivan's going for the police chief's (laughs) job and I think he's about to take it. I got to say, this was pretty delicious after Aaron. Aaron likes to be like, oh, you know, I'll beat him. He has this language he uses where he's going to fuck people up, right? Yeah. I'm going to beat him up. He's built like a chopstick. I'll snap him in half. He, Aaron's a verbal bully. He's a verbal He's bu- constantly talking really hard shit about people who don't really deserve it. Well, and if, let's say, the person does deserve it, then it resorts to this place of, like, I'll beat him up. That's the language he uses. Right. But that's why it's so delicious, because he can't do that here. He'll get kicked off. Well, and- get kicked off, he'll be hit with a felony. True. It's like a 10 million people are watching you kick someone's ass unprovoked. <laughs> are you kidding me? Well, and that's why it's amazing that Ivan, fully aware of this, is like, what are you going to do about yeah, exactly. it? exactly. <laughs> exactly what are you going to do about it on national TV, sir? Yeah. And then that's where... But I do believe, not not taking any credit away from Ivan, I think if there was no cameras and this was in real life, I think Ivan would have done the same thing. I agree. Yeah, I think it came from a real place. I don't think Ivan is a... a, I think he's a tough guy. I think he's ready to go. He's like, don't... You're wrong. I'm right. Let's go if you're you're talking so much shit. I could be giving Ivan too much credit. I can admit that. But I will admit to my pre-existing bias for Ivan. I suspect that he actually likes Chelsea... And doesn't want Chelsea 
you know, doesn't want her to be wooed by someone who she, he knows is not into her. Oh, I think you're right. And he may like her just mainly as a friend. He may just That's respect her. That's also possible, yeah. And be like, no, you're not, you're not here for the right reasons. Yeah. And I am going to stand up to you, police chief, Aaron. Well, then in, also in that preview, it's, there was something to suggest that he and Chelsea may had some talk or had a talk in the, in, the, in the forbidden zone <laughs> yeah. after the storm. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll find that out next week. But I don't know. I, maybe I'm giving Ivan too much credit, but I suspect that there were sincere intentions and it wasn't just about getting a rose. Can I tell you something? If I was in totally Ivan's shoes, I don't care how I felt about Chelsea. If Aaron, who is always, look, he's the police chief. He's constantly, everybody's wrong. Yeah. Everybody's there for the wrong reasons. But Aaron is as clean as a whistle. Yeah. If Aaron clearly called me to the beach to have a talk, and it wasn't like he was like, hey, Ivan, can I just pull you away for a second? Yeah. We can chat. He probably would have gone no, with No, he was like, Ivan, come yeah. here. He was like, get over here. We need to talk. Yeah. Like, no, I'm not going to respond to that kind of questioning. You want to talk? Come over here. We can talk. I agree with him. I would have done the same thing. As I What are you, just like a puppy dog? Like, okay, Aaron, I'll go talk to you and get scolded. <laughs> no. I'm torn because, okay, on one hand, you could say Aaron has been kind of screwed. You know, he was with Tammy from the get-go. She cheated on him with Thomas. And then when Becca came along, he was fully single. He never betrayed anyone to go for Becca. And then Becca went off with Thomas. And then Chelsea comes along. Really, in terms of paradise betrayals, Aaron is pretty squeaky clean, but it goes to show how unlikable his other isms are. Yeah. He's just so righteous and is always, it makes you not want to root for him. Yeah. And I also don't buy his, con- I hate to say it, maybe he's like this with everybody he meets, but he doesn't, the connections seem very superficial yeah. in gameplay. Like I don't buy that. I, I agree. I agree. That's- and same with Tammy and same with Becca. Yeah. And if I was on the beach with a guy like Aaron, who I thought was always kind of bullshitting his way through these relationships and I liked a girl and it was his girl, I might do the exact same thing Ivan did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that's where the episode wraps. Andy, your word watch. There were a total of three engagements. And there were 128 correct guesses. Wow. And of those. Yeah. We picked one. Yeah. Randomly. Do you want to say it? And... Her name is <laughs> Kelly Minnelli. Kelly Minnelli, congratulations. You have won a Hello Tushy bidet. And so please email us at dearshandy at gmail.com to claim your prize by Friday, this Friday at midnight. And we will get that out in the mail to you. And can I just mention, like, it was totally randomly picked, but it's a pretty good name. <laughs> Kelly Minnelli, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on your Hello Tushy bidet and your great name, Kelly. Both, yes. <laughs> All right, Andy, finally, the who would we go for segment of this recap? Well, since my lady has left the island. Yes. The beach. (laughs) I am going to crawl back to uh, my old flame, Mari. I don't blame you. Mari, I mean, Mari is, uh, she's classy. I like Mari. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I I don't have any issue with that. So you approve. I, I saw that I, well, I obviously approve, but I also see why. I think Mari's beautiful and mm. and she there is a slight discomfort in being there that mm-hmm. I really like. In her. Mm, <laughs> it's yes, just ever yes. so ever so slight, but it's I there. Agree. Okay, for me, I struggled a bit with this one. I mean, I should stick with Dr. Joe, but 
I, I, we didn't really see much of him. He was surprisingly good at the ukulele. You might say that he didn't try hard enough to tell you how he felt. <laughs> yeah, he definitely didn't. Uh, I'm going to go back to Ivan this mm. week. I, uh, just because it was delicious to watch him stand up to Aaron. And Aaron has, you know, had issues with people and... I fully. He did it, you know. He did do a shitty thing, but I also can admit to my bias for him, and I just think he's—I don't know—I think he's kind of having a little fun out there, and mm. I, I see it and I enjoy it. It's making this show more interesting for me, and I also think Ivan is very cute I, I, and smart, um, so I'm gonna give him my rose this I, week. And I endorse this choice, and I'm happy you guys are back together. <laughs> uh, we both went back to old flames this week. Well, you know, this actually, this is this doesn't usually happen on Bastard in Paradise. This is true. So we're really breaking the mold here. We are. All right, Andy, do you feel ready then to wrap this recap? I do. Mm-hmm. All right. If you guys enjoyed what you heard today, you know what we will ask of you, and that is to like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, follow us on Instagram, tell your friends, leave us iTunes ratings and reviews, and generally do all... Wait, was tell your friends this? I was getting a little confused. Yeah, I tell your friends just grab their boobs. That was supposed to be mouths. Yeah, screwed that one up. Tell your friends and leave us iTunes ratings and reviews and generally do all the things you would do to support and keep alive a podcast that you enjoy and consume. And on that note, I think that's a wrap for this recap yep. episode of Dear Shandy. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time. Bye. Dear Shandy.